It is May 3rd, 1997, and The Freshman by The Verve Pipe is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I am Quillen. I'm Trav. I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about the freshmen, or fresh people, the third single <laughs> from the Verve Pipe's second album, Villain. Good, good save. The freshmen, or fresh people, spent three consecutive weeks at the top of the modern rock chart. Here's a clip. I won't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. For the love of me, I cannot remember what made us think. know about you guys but i know that uh when i was young i knew everything did you and pon corelli never take advice <laughs> <laughs> that's mine that's my first misheard lyric of many in the song pon pon was pon corelli <laughs> and and our, our friend named pon corelli never took advice <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the actual line there? Pog? She, comma, a punk. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Never really took advice. Who, who rarely ever took advice. She rarely ever took advice. She a punk rarely. She and Poncarelli never took advice. She a pog who rarely ever took advice. Yeah. So how good, it, right. how good is this song? I don't uh, think it's particularly good. You don't think it's good now? <laughs> or you don't think it was good then? Yeah, that's the question. I think that I liked it decently at the time. I know that my friends liked it a fair amount. I don't remember ever feeling particularly attached to it. Um, now, I I really don't feel any particular attachment to it. Although I will say... In the context of the album, I think it works better than it does as a single. When I was listening mm -hmm. to this album, I was happy when Freshman came on, and I thought, oh, this is a moment that we need in this, this album. But as a single, I don't ever hmm. really need to hear this song again. Does uh, that mean that you hated this album? And I know we'll no, get there, but okay. I think the album's fine. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think that they tried hard. Q, baby, I got a question for you. Y yeah, lay it, lay it on me. Is, is this the most emo song we've covered so far? Oh, I mean, could could this be a uh, an all an all encompassing like emo like to, no, or, or yeah. lyrically? Uh, no, yeah, like musically more so. No. I think 1979 is the most emo song that you've covered. Really? Oh, it is a bit emo. Yeah. What I do feel you like what, what about what about Misery by Soul Asylum? No, uh, I feel like this is like no. a Juliana Theory song. True. Yes, but I still think 1979 sounds more emo than this. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a different kind of thing. But but this I is get it. you're you're right. You're you're right. I and I never would have thought that or come up with that myself, but you save that and immediately I see what you're you're saying for sure. Yeah, good. 
for those who don't know the Juliana theory, we're a uh, emo band on a Christian rock <laughs> record label. But also not. They were on Epic too later, right? Wow, good good memory. I think it was Epic that they were Thank on. But you. they Thank put out you. three releases on Tooth and Nail Records. They were a but they were not three? a yeah, I think two full lengths and uh, and an EP. All right, this is a good Juliana theory podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to the freshman. I loved this song as a kid. Loved it so very much. Yeah. And coming back to it, I I couldn't really tell you why. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. I think that. We'll get there with the album. I'm just going to say right now, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked the album and the other singles. And I think that we talked about a couple of the other singles in previous episodes. We've talked about Photograph. Photograph was maybe that it? Okay. Oh, oh, and Villains is uh, after this. The title track was released as a single after The Freshman. Cup of Tea, I think, was the other single before this. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is the worst single, um, out of those four. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that as a kid, I liked, I think this came out at a time when I was learning to play the drums and I thought that the drum beat was interesting. Um, uh, brushed drums but playing um that like a louder volume um kind of a syncopated beat a little bit um interesting accents um and i think that that was an interesting move during a ballad um and i liked that about it i think melodically uh brian vander ark is the name of the singer i believe um I think that he had some pretty memorable lines uh, melodically throughout the song um, that caught me um, when when I was younger um, that maybe are a bit overwrought um, in retrospect. But um, yeah, musically, I, I thought this was a pretty great song when I was younger. And I, I think that it's just, uh, Al, you mentioned that maybe they were trying a little too hard on this song. And I think that that's pretty spot on. Um hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any Anything else about musically about this specific song? Yeah, I think you guys are both totally right. But I think we have to sort of like look at this through the eyes of a teenager and appreciate it for what it was. Like it was it was great when when we were young and knew everything. And now <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but I just No, that's that. great. But um, yeah. No, I, but now, you know, and now you're just sort of like, eh, this is a little embarrassing. Like pull it together, you know. But but there's something to be said for that heart on the sleeve sort of thing where you're just laying it all out there and um and to experience that as a kid, it was like a pretty powerful song. Um, I don't feel it mm-hmm. at all now, but I did then, and um, mm-hmm. and and I don't necessarily want to take away from that experience. I think there's something to be said for it. It's it's um, just a very raw nerve of a an, an emotional kind of uh, a ballad. Hmm. Yeah. Anything to add, Al? Um, no, it's nice to cool. hear these positive things because um, I, I'm not sure how to approach this song. It's just that seemed a little bit boring to me. I will mm-hmm. say I, I made some breakthroughs with the song this time around in that there are, you know, Pon- Poncarelli is not the only misheard lyric that I've had in this song. Um, I, I Looking at the lyrics, I felt like I could make some... Um, make some make some entryway into the song that I had not made before. I always thought that the, this line stop a baby's breath and a shoe full of rice no was just like comical and silly um and I'm not sure that I had 
fully understood those lyrics, but just looking through at the lyrics, it becomes very clear that this, at least one verse of this song is about an abortion. Stop a baby's breath. Uh, I don't know what the shoe full of rice is about, but maybe something about a wedding. I don't know. Rice is involved in weddings. But, um, yeah, I always heard that she and Poncarelli never really took advice rather than she, a punk, rarely ever took advice. The other thing that I never understood was I heard uh, uh, was that she took a week's worth of Valium and slapped him. <laughs> that was what I always heard. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, for decades, and slept, rather than and, and took a him. week's worth of Valium and slept. So now I yeah. understand that there are serious issues in this song, abortion and suicide. Yeah, yeah. that I, I honestly had never, I had never really been able to hear those lyrics well enough to understand that. Oh, um, reading a little bit about it, apparently. The suicide bit is drama dramatization that, that's been added. To that's what I gathered. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to ju- just kind of juice up the song. Yeah. But apparently the song, the, the idea of the, the, you know, freshman year girlfriend getting an abortion is something that actually did happen to Brian Vanderark. And he was cagey about it for a long mm-hmm. time and kind of made it sound like this was something that had happened to a friend or mm-hmm. something that he'd heard about. And I guess it, it took him years, if not decades, to admit that this yeah. was actually a story from his adolescence. I think he so, claimed originally that it was something he overheard at yeah. a party or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, you know, contributes to some gravitas that I, I maybe previously hadn't given much credit to. Um <laughs> I can't get over. I, took a week's worth of Valium and slapped him. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I slapped that dude. God, I mean, the more that we're like digging into these lyrics, the more it's like, this is a really like, it's a heavy story. And I mean, like, it's easy to just like, yeah, you know, sort of shrug it off because we're like, you know, older and easier like like ironic or whatever just a little stupid to have feelings but i'm not shrugging off anything about the lyrics or anything no i know but like i mean i I guess generally speaking i mean like it's like anything that's like that direct and um powerful like from an emotional standpoint um is is harder to swallow as an adult and Mm um i don't know kind of revisiting that um I always thought it was about an overdose. Um, so I didn't really dig back into the lyrics. And so to hear the, all this stuff, it's sort of like, oh, wow, this is this is something. You know, he's really laying it all out there. And uh, I mean, it's not something that I would want to listen to every day for a week or anything like that. But every once in a while, it make you feel something. And there's something to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate everybody's positivity. You know, this is a song that I've just kind of uh, been indifferent to for a long time. And a lot of that was based on this idea that it was about Poncarelli and Poncarelli's experiences in high school. Pon Poncarelli. <laughs> so wait, forgive me. Did you like it as a kid? If, if Not you'd particularly. already I was, I was okay. fine with it. Okay. I was fine with it, but I think... I certainly never had any understanding of what it was about, and I think I just liked it because it was just kind of a soft uh, alternative rock song. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, like I said during our Wallflowers episode, I feel like Brian Vander Ark and Jacob Dylan are kind of in the same boat in 1997 of just being kind of... Um, I think that both of their bands are doing some interesting things, and I think that both of them are writing good songs, but I just don't think that they're particularly charismatic personalities, and I don't think that they're able to cut through the mix um, in terms of just purely musically. I don't feel like they're able to cut through in the mix. They've got these lower voices, and I don't feel like their personalities are able to really cut through the songs well enough. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't come away from all of this being particularly impressed. That's fair. I think that I felt that Brian Vanderark's voice is a little more stands out a little more than Jacob Dylan's. Um, I think that he doesn't have much of a personality, but I think he has a strong singing voice um, and can be pretty dynamic and Jacob Dylan can be too, but I think it was more um, stark contrast um, with, mm-hmm. with, with Brian Vanderark. Um, I also think that part of the appeal was, um, you know, not hometown per se, but like being a Michigan person all my life, like, you know, they were like one of those like local ish bands that blew up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that yeah, this was is a Lansing cool. band. Yeah, East Lansing or uh, Grand Rapids. Well, Brian Vanderark is from East Lansing. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he grew I think up that in they, Holland. Is I what I'd read. Thought that they formed in Grand Rapids. Maybe it's the other way around. And maybe maybe they came and maybe into they prominence f- in Lansing. Maybe they formed or like right were getting popular when they were in East Lansing. Yeah. I my my brother in law Jim would know all the all these details. Call him. Yeah, I mean, call he him. Was real a, quick. This he is, was a big time fan. This is their third album, and their yeah. first two records, which were independent, really released. They they sold a pretty respectable number. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that it was, you know, tens of thousands yeah. of copies, which you know for a, a local band is pretty. Yeah pretty remarkable so yeah this is their first major album um and just in terms of you know us uh, all being michigan people the only other notable michigan connection that i thought was worth bringing up was that they re-recorded this entire album acoustically at the ark in ann arbor okay and released it um for a i don't know a 20th anniversary or something like that so yeah lots of michigan connections yeah yeah yeah, for as gruff of a voice as he has too, I think it's worth mentioning that it's it, it, he he's really good with melodies. Yeah, throughout the album, um, you know, when I think of like gruff singers, I think of Seven Mary Three, and I think of like the alternative bands that led to the butt rock of new metal and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's something to be said for what he was doing here, like. Um, it's he's not just another kind of idiot who was just like happened to be in a band um but he did have that appeal like alec had mentioned a couple of weeks ago about like the everyman sort of like um alternative rock singer in a black t-shirt who uh everybody could relate yeah to. yeah yeah yes 100 percent. yeah 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 and we'll we'll i think we'll get more into his song craft, obviously, when we talk about the album. Um, this song has had quite the history. Um, so this album, Villains, was released in 1996. Um, this song first appeared on uh, the Verve Pipes debut album, uh, hilariously titled, in my opinion, I've Suffered a Head Injury. Um, no way. And the album art is atrocious. Uh, it is very um, bad, very um, not professional. Looks like, you know, high school, high school band CD. Um, I cannot believe that's the name of the album. Yeah, I've suffered a head injury. And uh, so it was originally released, I think, independently as a 10-song album, and it, it included the freshman on it as a, I think I listened to it. I don't, I don't know if either of you dug it up. Um, I don't think it was on Spotify or anything, but um, just, I think basically just acoustic guitar and vocals um, ballad. Um, It was then cut for the re-release of the album on, I think like an indie label. Um, The album was cut to a seven song EP. Um, and then my understanding is that the version of the song on the album is different than the version of the song uh, that was released as a single as well. And I'm, I'm a, I, I couldn't really make heads or tails of like if it were just edited differently or 
Um, I think there were different yeah. vocal takes or something. Or I couldn't hear the difference. Trav, you could hear something? I did. Thank you so much for doing this uh, research, <laughs> Colin, because yeah. I knew that there was a song, there was a version of the song that that included like the pre-chorus where it has that um, that lead guitar that's like, like that lead guitar mm-hmm. part like, during the like, chorus yeah the bendy yeah the bendies yeah. um it was not there during the pre-chorus and i i know i've heard that version of the song several times uh, in, but like the other instrumentation was there pretty much yeah okay okay so that must so, be one of the different one of the differences yeah yeah absolutely so okay. um the fact that um that you confirmed that makes me feel like I'm not insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I, my understanding was that it was not um, like a radio cut or a, a single cut. Like it, it, my understanding was that it was a, like it sounded like it was a fully different, like different recorded version of it. That was the single versus what was on the album. I was having a hard time. Uh, telling a difference but it could be as simple as a guitar part missing or I like I said I think I read that like there was a different vocal take or um, something like that I did either of you listen to the 1992 version of the song no I did not no I'd love to hear it though no not worth it really oh yeah wait a minute so what's it like I mean I it's just just like a demo it's just acoustic guitar and vocals, basically. But oh, that's like it's, good. yeah, it's it's like so so lame and bland. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I would love to hear like a sketched out full band demo of it. I think that sure. it could sure. be interesting. I did watch um, the performance uh, that they did of this song on the um, was it the Late Show um, that Letterman hosted. Um, whatever of the late night I'm shows. Not that, good at, I'm yeah, not good at keeping that stuff. The Letterman show. Um, and it was interesting, uh, because the drum part is played with brushes on the recording, and the drummer played with sticks, uh, on the live version on Letterman, and so it was louder. It was a bit more rocking. Um, and it was a cool fourth version of the song, um, as if it needed more. Um. Speaking of that, there are actually even more versions of it. Uh, there is, uh, it, it's got quite a uh, history of covers. Um, the, uh, I think Grand Rapids, Michigan ska band Mustard Plug um, recorded a cover of it um, not long after uh, the like peak popularity of this song. Uh, my understanding was that they did it for a local like radio um compilation um and uh it's pretty good it's a pretty good ska version of the song <laughs> like it's actually pretty good <laughs> wasn't expecting that uh i thought that it was i think i remembered it existing and liking it okay um and i think that it ended up being better than i remembered it um hilariously the other cover um is from a former major league baseball starting pitcher by the name of bronson arroyo who travis i I know that you're familiar with that name um uh he released a an entire cover album of uh 1990s basically grunge songs called covering the bases (laughs) with an exclamation point or maybe I added the exclamation point in my notes, actually. <laughs> um, and he covered this song. He covered um, Down in a Hole by <laughs> Allison Chains. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure retitling it Down in the Hole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, he, oh, man. Oh, I think he covered uh, Everlong. By the Foo Fighters <laughs> on it, like it was like 10, 10 mid and late nineties uh, alternative rock songs, and just like true, like true to the originals, like nothing different, just re-recorded, different production, different singer. I think he was trying to uh, encapsulate the singers of the bands. 
I highly recommend. It's not on Spotify or anything like that. I think I had to find it on YouTube. And I think there's not individual tracks on YouTube. I think you just have to find uh, the video that is the entire album. Um, it's pretty hilarious. And uh, he wasn't even that amazing of a pitcher. Um, but uh, cool name, cool guy covering the freshman by the Verve Pipe. Literally just pulled it up on Discogs, and I think I'm going to order a copy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On I CD, I assume? Yeah. Or is there a vinyl? <laughs> oh, he's got Slide. <laughs> slide. Oh, yes. of, You know, when you run in the bases? Yes. Down in a whole freshman yes. Everlong. I forgot. Black. Pardon me? Hello. Oh, Hello. Thank you, Bess. Wow. Something's always wrong? Toad, baby. Oh, my he's God. He's got a toad. God, I got to get this. <laughs> Plush, <laughs> Shimmer, Hunger Strike. I he don't just know did what, it all. I don't he know just... what best I've ever had is in Dirty Water. Ugh, best I've ever had is a uh, Vertical Horizon song. Oh, sick. Okay. He literally covered all of the bases. I don't really. <laughs> the bases have been covered. I don't have anything to add about that other than thank you for <laughs> yeah. for for mentioning that i figured um, you would appreciate the uh, hilarity of this jesus um i remember uh the mustard plug cover um as a as a kid i remember being aware of it but having not heard it mm-hmm. and i just remember being like i gotta hear this mm-hmm. a ska cover of the freshman and it lasted like four years before i heard it mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the buildup, the the payoff wasn't worth it. Sure, but, sure. Um, I I forgot what it sounded like. I think oh, I think the lead guitar in that part that I was mentioning, the the pre-chorus part, is guess uh, done guess by what horns. plays? Yes, <laughs> yes. And right. they harmonize that, it too. That was the difference, right? I think it's that's good. What what made it yeah. a ska cover? Oh, they they do they do uh, uh, upstrokes and everything. It's yeah, that's it's. Fair. That's faster funny. tempo. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. Just going to say, it's pretty, pretty good. Okay. Okay. Maybe we take a little break, and then we can move on to talking about the album Villains. Cool. Okay. Cool. That was a nice break. <laughs> All right. I don't think there's really anything interesting or out of the ordinary to mention about this album. We can just get into it. And I have one quick thing. Uh, Jerry Harrison of oh. the Talking Heads produced this record. He did? He, yeah, he uh, had also previously throwing copper. Throwing copper. Yeah, so same guy. Holy shit, I did not put two and two together there. Wait a yep. minute, you were just going to skip over the album? No, no, no. I was just saying I don't think there was anything quirky or strange or funny to mention about the album. Oh. We can talk about the songs. No, I was I was drawn to the Jerry Harrison Yeah, I did not detail. I did not notice that, Al. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. The production's pretty good. I think that yeah, um, it's a nice sounding record. I think that I remember, you know, as a kid in the '90s, I I I make fun of the high pitched snare drum sound now, but I think I liked that when I was a kid. And this album has a uh, bigger, more like '80s, like big roomy drum sound, and. I like that now, you know, in retrospect, that's a great drum sound. And I think that the, everything on the record sounds really good. Um, I just think I, yeah, that was something that I did not care for. Yeah. That, ask me, that's all ask, I got about that. Ask me so, about the album. Yeah. I mean, I kind of already did like <laughs> just Do it again. Just I wasn't ready. The first lay, time. lay it on me. What, what are your thoughts on the album? I kind of loved this album. Yeah. What? Really? I really did. It was sneaky. It was. It's like, got some jams. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe you're saying this, but oh, dude, 
it was like yes. it was such a wonderful comfortable album to listen to all the way through it just felt like familiar and i've never listened to it before um i was familiar with all of the singles but um you were having, yeah yeah hmm. having never yeah, listened I was too never listened well we to talked about album. some of them but even even villains you remembered yeah the fourth single? yeah yeah i mean i feel like that i was heard that on 89x a lot and i definitely I think remember i, I the probably video. remember it from friends playing the record for me more so than re- remembering it from the radio got but it yeah i remember villains yeah i was just really surprised that like i put it on and i was like okay okay and it just kind of kept going and i was like yeah this feels this feels like home you know mm-hmm. this feels like a very comfortable nostalgic warm sweater of an album to put on and feel connected to it was very very much like a rock album like yeah there wasn't anything fashionable about it or edgy or uh, no but it but it was heavier and more rocking than i remembered it being i thought it was like you know i i think the freshman is their most remembered song right like for sure that's what everybody thinks of and so i think going into it i was thinking like oh yeah this is like a ballady album i forgot that it's like mostly pretty rocking yeah Um, you know and there's a little bit of like a glam even Mm -hmm. kind of okay Mm -hmm. yeah and and some of it's kind of funky Mm -hmm. oh there's definitely a little bit of funk in there the thing that's holding it back for me is just like we said with the Wallflowers album is I don't feel like Brian Vander Ark is always up to the the energy level of the material. Sure. The, the opener sounds like it could be like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, barely if at all. It's got kind of a funky chorus where they've got an oct- they're singing in octaves. Um, it's got that like bouncy but, bass too, like not not flea esque, but the bass on that song yeah. is funky and bouncy and and memorable. Yeah, so there, there's some material that's rocking that I don't feel like he totally the lead, the singer totally rises to mm-hmm. the task. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I mean I made a note that I hear like little moments of Chili Peppers and I hear little moments of Space Hog. I came to mind yeah, as sure. sort of just like a spicedelic. Yeah. Psychedelic. Yeah. Spicedelic, baby. Spicy psychedelic. Yeah. Uh, psychedelic uh, influence. Cup of tea, you know, definitely has a a nice little psychedelic influence. What's that second chord in that chorus? What's going on there? Uh, are you thinking of the, just the, this is not my cup of tea? Yes. Is that what you're calling the chorus? Yes. Yeah, so the first chord is the home chord, right? The tonic. And then the second chord is like, there's is something. Not just a whole step down? It might be. Maybe, maybe it's Maybe it's the lead on top of it that feels a little spicedelic. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on there that it's like, that's a little, that's very unusual. It feels, it feels unusual, but in a very fascinating way that makes it a great chorus. And I think that that's one of the, I think that's one of the rare moments where Brian Vanderark does rise to the occasion. I think his vocal during that chorus is great. It's soaring and, and in your face and, and it sits in perfectly with the, the groove there and that like, you know the guitar lick is pretty gnarly there um mm-hmm. yeah well so so before oh we go my god are we verve boys dude i'm i'm getting You're I'm, verve I'm, boy? I'm i'm not as into this as you are All right I, well i am being convinced i mean i was i came out of it like very pleasantly surprised and and trav you're selling me even harder um 
So before we get too deep, uh, there were three other singles on the album. Um, the first one was Photograph, which was released in February of 1996. Um, uh, well, we talked are, about are it for we, a second. We did, and we talked about how it was a little bit funky, right? There's a little yeah. swing to it. There's a little bit of a, a swing which to makes the beat. Um, there's sw- that the like, bass the bass line and there's like that keyboard. I don't know what sound on the sy- if it's a synth or what it yeah. is. Do, yeah, it's like a do, do, slightly do, flutey do, sound. Do, do, do. Pretty yeah, cool it's a line. Cool groovy song. Um, that song uh peaked at number six on the modern rock chart uh and number seventeen on the mainstream rock chart. Um, we talked about it on a previous episode. I think w- we mentioned it. Uh, um, the second single we which we were just talking about, "Cup of Tea." Um, was released in July of 96, um, peaked at number 35 on the mainstream rock chart. It looks like it did not make it on the, um, modern rock chart. Um, so yeah, maybe we did not actually talk about that one. Um, I'm pretty sure we did though, actually. Um, anyways, uh, so this album's first two singles were pretty gnarly, interesting rock songs and then the third single was the song of focus today the freshman ballad and then the fourth single um the title track villains um which was released uh in 97 as well um that peaked at number 22 on the modern rock chart uh number 24 on the mainstream rock chart any any thoughts on villains we we haven't really uh talked about that one any any thoughts I love it. I think it's my favorite single. Whoa, okay, cool. Why? It's cool. Um I think the beat is good. I think the I think it's a, it, it's an interesting choice for a single. I I don't think it quite makes sense as a single. It's very repetitive. Yes. Um but I think and the melody is really good. Um so there's like the the um, musical melody. I can't remember if it's a guitar or what's playing the melody in the song, but like it, like is the vocal melody, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like really hammered mm-hmm. throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that worked for you, okay? I mean, yeah, like I, yeah. I, it didn't it didn't drive me nuts or anything, but it was just a little bit like I was like, uh, is this is this a little lazy? And really, what? Like the goodwill from the rest of the album kind of carried that through for me. Sure. Where I was like, okay, I could live with this because the rest of it's showing sure. up. It's end of the bargain. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think that it villains. Uh, the song I think just sits in a like mid tempo, like middle of the road, like meandering repetitive song that like like i think that it kind of sounds like a like it would have been an awesome album opener for me um even though i do like this album opener um barely if at all um i don't know i i think that i just like that everything is hammered home so much in villains it 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 does work for me yeah i i think it's the melody is strong enough that that's all I need. Hmm. Um, cool. But I will say that there are non-single uh, songs that I like even more. Um, Hello. Let's hear them. So, yeah. Uh, Al, you mentioned Barely If At All. Um, the other two songs that really stuck out a lot for me, uh, the song Myself, um, which has a cool, like, I think kind of similarly, um, like, swinging groove to um, Photograph. Um, pretty interesting stops and starts and, like, time changes a little bit and um, pretty loud and bombastic. Um, and the other song that I love is Penny is Poison. Um, Me too. Which is just a beautiful... Great. Um, like that should have been a single, right? Like I think that Maybe, would have been a yeah. better single than the freshman. <laughs> no, like if they the, wanted the to do, it would have been the biggest, the biggest, most popular single. You think not the best, 
but the the most popular. I don't know. I feel like Penny is Poison is like a Penny is Poison would have been a better purely nineties or photograph. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, I feel like that was. A I feel like Penny hit. is Poison is the ballad on the album. Like that hmm. should have been a single. Yeah. Starving the love of a marvelous hours Nearly perfect song, just like nice. Nothing exciting, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty safe. Great if melody. You were, if you were to name a, a fantasy sports team after one of these song titles, what would it be? Uh, do they have to be the ones we mentioned? No, it's one of the ones that's similar to. Oh shit! One of your team names oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got it ominous man that's right <laughs> yeah yeah great that's song great, title great song title great song title. ominous <laughs> man <laughs> ominous man baby yeah ominous man and fresh man did it, were there any other standout tracks for you trev um i was gonna say penny is poison for sure and ominous yeah. man i really liked ominous man yeah um myself was good uh barely if at all was good um i guess i didn't realize that villains was a single but i liked it i mean i liked every song the one song i didn't really like was real which had mm. like a uh kind of a, a beatlesy backup vocal kind of sure la la yeah. la la thing happening that i didn't like i can't remember specifically what it was but um it didn't work well for what they were what they were doing um so that was probably my least favorite song and then the freshman was probably my second least favorite song yeah and then freshman everything is way down there for me and yeah, yeah for everything sure. other than that was like a really cool um a cool rock like mainstream rock yeah. album yeah I dug it. I was, I was really oh, That makes it. me so happy. I'm a villain. I'm, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it too. Actually. I'm surprised that you liked it too. Oh my yeah, gosh. It, it, man, I, I was just like, wow, this is, and I, I liked it as a kid. I liked the album, um, but it's like so much better than I remember it. Al, Al anything or. Uh, you've said plenty. I, it's I, quiet you know, in I, Chicago. I, Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that this record was uh, competent in, in an appealing way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't go much further than that. I, if you all talk trash about it, I was prepared to defend it. But if you all like it, then all I have to say is, yeah, this band seems like they, you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're, they're pros I, I, for sure, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Truly pros, uh, yeah. And I, I wish that the vocal performance was a little bit more exciting a lot of the time. And uh, that's all I've, I have to say is, yeah, I think that this is, uh, I think they did a good job. Sure. I don't have to like it. Just sure. Just they did a good job. Sure. But, but what do you think he could have done to really be more exciting as a singer? Because I think that he was really giving it all that he has. Um, yeah. and maybe he's maybe he's just maxed out at a, a lower level um than or maybe just like great singers like, maybe just Can his like, voice isn't interesting enough for for al i can he like bark like a dog on a song or uh oh a little more just... charisma personality thinking outside the box sort of thing i guess so okay yeah okay Again, uh, the same thing I said about Jacob Dylan. Can can his personality just kind of cut through the mix a little mm -hmm. bit more? That's I either think that's in terms fair. of pitch or just in terms of choices yeah. that he makes. And I don't feel like he 
his voice never really uh it never really soars you know <laughs> well i think clearly the song that would have been most appropriate for him to bark like a dog during would have been the freshman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a little interlude <laughs> all right we good <laughs> we good yeah we're good all right we'll take a little break and talk about the charts Looking at the mainstream chart this week, mainstream rock chart, uh, we have Precious Declaration yet again by Collective Soul. <laughs> um, we've talked about that, and that leads into Gone Away by The Offspring. Great which, song. Is that the song that you <laughs> were just like heaping praise upon last week, Alan? Yeah, yeah. it's a great chorus. It's kind of a bridge to emo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to... I, I'm not even going to say that I've heard this song or not, and I'm not going to agree with you on the emo statement, but uh, uh-huh. you love it. Uh, Trev, you could take it or leave it. No, it's worse than that. I would rather oh, get you hit hate by it. a car than listen oh, to this song. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, I think it's terrible. Wait, Gone Away by Offspring? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. That's the song. Yeah, yes. that's, that's, that's not a good song. That's like an all-time bad song for you. It is. It's you a, know, Sunny, a really Sunny Day song. Real Estate set up the pins so that Offspring could <laughs> knock them down. It's gone away. Yeah. Moving on. The uh, pop number one now is Hypnotize by the Notorious B.I.G. Um, I'm not crazy about this one. Yeah. Um. Is that the song... Is that the song that uh, that samples Let's Dance? Uh no, that's uh <laughs> a different song. Yeah. Okay. I'm having trouble thinking which one it is. Oh no, but this is uh, this is Biggie 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 Can't You See sometimes. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no that's good. That's a good song. Yeah, it's good. Not a great song, but a good song. All right. <laughs> Is that, that all we got on Biggie? I think so. That's all. Yeah. This the, this was before I uh, really knew or cared about rap music. So, Been Around the World, the song that we talked about uh, last week, that's the one that samples Let's Dance. No, we didn't talk about Been Around the World. We talked about, oh, man. We talked about Can't Nobody Hold Me there Down. Yes, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So, yeah, Been Around the World, which I think is on No Way Out. I don't think that it's a technically a B.I.G. song. Yeah, it's on No Way Out. All right. Yeah. Keep Having trouble keeping all that straight. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. On the Matter Rock chart, anything stick out to anybody? think there are a couple interesting yeah um oh man i just saw one and i had a thought uh, a thought about it it was the song cold contagious by bush (laughs) 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 we talked about that that's clearly the best song on razor blade suitcase we all agree anyways continue (laughs) (laughs) i mean trev i know that you and i are against al on this but i don't even think it's the best song on razor blade suitcase i don't wait what is probably greedy fly what fly man betrayal no 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 i love i love cold contagious and i think as a kid i thought cold contagious was the best song on the album but i think it's probably greedy fly but cold contagious is Amazing. God, this is like a double turn, a triple no, turn. No, come part. on. I oh still love Cold Contagious. Finicky boy. I love Cold Contagious, but I love yeah. Greedy Fly just slightly, just slightly more. Um, so does the modern rock charts this week. Yeah. It yeah. is literally one spot above. 
Greedy Fly is like 25 I, and Cold Contagious is 26. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Good for both. I feel like I may have shared a clip of this before, but the Counting Crows song, Daylight Fading. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I might be getting Daylight Fading and Angels of the Silences mixed up. Daylight oh, Fading is yeah. very good, but not as good as Angels of the Silences. But yes, uh, Daylight Fading is, is a good song. Oh. I'd like to draw attention that's to That's on the it's chart? A bit of an, an, uh, an upbeat rocker from Re- Recovering mm. the Satellites. Yeah, that's at number 34. How close does it sound to Einstein on the Beach? Uh, not particularly close. Hate it then. It's, uh, Fuck it. It's, Fuck it. <laughs> a little more up tempo. More up tempo. Oh, I I take it back. Does it sound like Blues Traveler? I uh, I think you could potentially say it sounds like Blues Traveler. Fuck it. Over it. I would like to mention a bad omen of the charts. A dark, a black cloud oh, of boy. a portentous thing to going come. With this? An ominous man of a song called Push by Max Bo- Matchbox <laughs> 20. Yeah. That means things are going downhill. Yeah, it's there. Number 36. Guess what? It is their first appearance on the charts. And if Matchbox 20 is in the room, it's time to head home. (laughs) Is it really? You have that strong feelings about it. That's that's like like when Matchbox 20 shows up, it's time to wrap it up. They want to push you down. Yeah. They want to push you around. They they push me right out the door. There's (laughs) nothing good about Matchbox 20. That is that is the sign of the end. Huh. That I think is, I like some songs from their, we're in, their second album. We're in Revelations right now. <laughs> okay. And that has unstopped where we continue to be in Revelations in present day. <laughs> yeah, we're in double Revelations now. Hey, listen. We're in Matchbox 40. <laughs> we're in... <laughs> Yourself or Someone Like You is the album. <laughs> and... We're gonna have. We're gonna be. We're gonna it. be talking about oh, it. Yes. All right. All right. Listen, come down by, not, Lebouche, but by, <laughs> by turd the worst Reggae. <laughs> Is that number twenty-seven, from yeah. their Coil album? I I thought it was pretty good. You I, sound like the arm in the the Black Lodge there. Oh, Same I wish I could. Bracket. Um, I wish I could be. Come down arm. is great. Come down is great. It, it was good. I I liked it. I liked it more than any song from the Toad album that we had to listen to for from the, the album, album Coil. That's yeah. their third major label album. I know they did a few before they got big, but um, yeah, I think it might have been the only single. But it's a great song. <laughs> Um, at number 28, we're going like all in a row here because uh, uh, Come Down was at number 27. Number 28, we got Monkey Wrench by Foo Fighters. Our boy, Dave Grohl, writing songs, recording albums, kicking out drummers during the recording of the album. Monkey Wrench cool s- is pretty good. Cool song. Monkey Wrench yeah. is pretty good. It's like That's the cool third song. or fourth best song on the album. Um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, 
where have all the cowboys gone? Hell yeah. Is a question that I ask. <laughs> and I'll tell you, they've gone to my head because that song just is pretty good. I love that uh, song. <laughs> it's good, yeah. That's a number 32 by Paula Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a nice song. Yeah. It's a totally. bumper boy. It's a bumper boy this season. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I love it. It's uh, it's such a jam. Paula Cole yeah. singles from that album, This Fire. Are, I don't want to uh, wait. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Um, The only other song that I wanted to mention was Six Underground by Sneaker Pimps. Um, yeah. At number 35, kind of trip hoppy. Um, Did we maybe like, talk about that before? Did we? I think we've talked about it before, we? but it's it's very cool. Yeah, it's cool. I don't remember talking about it. Um, it's there. It's pretty good. Does that say the album is called Becoming X? Yeah. Interesting. Great song. Yeah, I, yeah, I, sorry if we've mentioned it before. I don't remember. Maybe we mentioned them. Um, I accept vaguely. your apology. There's too many cowboys in your head. Mm. You don't have room for any sneaker pimps in there. No. Mm. All right, chill. Shall we rate the freshmen? We shall. The freshmen. Yeah, is it plural? I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah, it's plural. Yeah. All right, well, I got to give it two and a half shoes full of rice, of mm. course. Good rating. Good unit I, of measure. I, yeah, um, you stole my thunder. Exact same thing. Two and a half shoes full of rice. Oh, I got the idea that you two liked this song better than I did. No, I, I like the album. Okay. I do like the song more than you do, Al. Um, the album I would probably give a four out of five in this moment. The song I will give it um I will give it three bases covered. <laughs> or <Okay>. or <laughs> wait three head I, injuries suffered. I, <laughs> I wanna change my units of measurement to two and a half Bronson Arroyo cornrows. <laughs> Did he have cornrows on any? You bet your ass he, he did. did. Oh my yeah. god! What an mm. asshole! <laughs> is this a Nirvana wannabe? No, I think this is a Nirvana wannabe wannabe. <laughs> it's that's how far along we've come. They're yeah. they're aping like throwing copper. Wow. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which okay. Which, which is great. I, I love. I think which we agreed wasn't a Nirvana wannabe. Wait, we did. I think we agreed that there was a. Oh, it was like an REM wannabe. wannabe. That's right. Yeah, I think that I think that this is the closest that we have come to a Nirvana wannabe in a while. Um, I think that just because I do think that villains the album is post post grunge. Um, near near like pretty near that whole vibe um i don't think that it's a nirvana wannabe but i i think we're we're close here it's for crazy the first time that in a it, while. it it feels like it's a generation removed from the bands that gener that that nirvana influenced yeah it feels like mm -hmm. a copy of a copy yeah um but it's and good. I, I, but it's the good. album. <laughs> I'm saying that as it like this yeah. is an album that I like, but it's like that far removed from the genesis of this entire, you know, genre. Yeah. Um, which I guess is kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, wrapping up, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. Listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Uh, are you all semi-excited? 
for our next episode? Yes. I am looking forward to eating my semi-lucky charms (laughs) in the morning (laughs) of our next recording session. Fully excited, all methed out. Uh, We'll talk about semi-charmed life next time on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Todd. (laughs) Bye. 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 I might have actually fallen asleep (laughs) while you talked about the record. You definitely did. (laughs) What? You definitely did.